Uh, welcome to the Grabs Podcast, where we share firsthand stories of real-world rescues. Uh, today's June 20th. It's Father's Day, 2021. Our guest today is Adam Levesque. Is that how you pronounce it, Adam? Oh, Levesque. Close enough. <laughs> uh, who's uh, with Westbrook Fire and Rescue in Maine, and uh, had a grab earlier this, earlier this year. So, Adam, uh, tell us a little bit about your department and your experience. Yeah, so um, happy to be here, Justin. Thanks for setting this up. Uh, so I work for Westbrook Fire Rescue. Been there for just under four years now. Um, we're a small city, uh, roughly about 18 square miles with a population right around 20,000 people. That's growing pretty good. Uh, like most cities in uh, Maine, we're an old mill city. We got a large uh, commercial industry. Our department has about... 42 full-time staff were a combination. So we also have per diems on during the day. And then we also have a small call company. Uh, we run out of two stations. Downtown station has a quint and an ambulance. And our substation at the northern end of the city has a engine and an ambulance. So what's your staffing on both those regs? Are you guys cross-staffing? You three-man, two-man? So uh, right now our staffing varies quite a bit. Our uh, minimum staffing is nine people on duty and our max is 14. So there's a pretty big gap there. But um, at minimum staffing, which is what this the night of the fire was, uh, we have three guys on the engine downtown or on the Quint and uh, two on the ambulance. And then out at our substation, we have two guys on an engine and uh, two on the ambulance. All right. And then what would your, uh, is that a, would that be a whole first alarm then you guys, I mean, what would your first alarm box look like? Uh, our first alarm box is, uh, what we call like a desk box. Uh, it'd be all the Westbrook units, uh, which would be like the call company engine too, and the squad. And uh, as soon as they get on scene, they would, uh, strike an all hands fire, um, which would get us a uh, engine and a ladder out of Portland, which is our, city right next to us all right um and then what's the search culture within your department like who searches when does it get done how does that all work um so with our department what we like to do is try to have our ambulances doing the search uh but as uh, most people know that can be hard sometimes because uh, they can be at the hospital so uh, we'll sometimes have to have the engine crews jump in or uh Sometimes our mutual aid companies will have to do that. Um, we have to be pretty fluent moving around because, uh, you know, it's really hard with a small staff department uh, when we have so many tasks that need to be done. Yeah, absolutely. What, uh, all right. So what, uh, what's your typical like search look like? Do you guys search by windows? Do you guys do a split search, which means like, like you'd take, some bedrooms and I'd take the other bedrooms. Do you guys do an oriented search or a rope search? What do you guys do? Um, so I think it varies. Uh, like anything, uh, we're getting a better search culture here and there's more to improve on always. Uh, it kind of depends on the group uh, of people who's working. I know like uh, me and uh, a couple other uh, decent amount of guys on the department, uh, we're pretty comfortable uh, with it. We like to train on it a lot. Um, so, uh, we'll be doing, uh, 
split search if we can. And, uh, you know, some people are uh, still doing the oriented search, but like I said, with anything, um, we're still trying to improve on it and be the best we can. Absolutely. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah. It definitely sounds like, uh, I got quite a few contacts. It seems like in Maine and it seems like you guys are definitely making a good push up there. So I'd love to hear it. Yeah. All we right. got a bunch of good guys on the department that are into it. So good. Um, all right, Adam, take us back to April 10th, 2021 at 2349 hours. All righty. So, it started off uh, actually a little bit before I wasn't uh, working. Actually, I came back on the all hands fire from my house, which I live uh, just a town over from Westbrook. So it's a quick commute in. But uh, so the shift at 1131 p.m., uh, the downtown crews were dispatched to a cardiac arrest uh, in the southern end of the city. So that sent uh, the downtown Quint the ambulance out of downtown and then sent our, uh, engine three from, uh, the Northern end of the city. Uh, so they got on scene, they had a cardiac arrest that they ended up working, um, ended up getting the guy back, uh, minute, a minute after that call came in, our other ambulance at the Northern end of the city, uh, was dispatched to a medical call in their district. So at that time we had, uh, no units available, uh, in the city. And uh, as soon as engine three, which is uh, the engine at the northern end, end of the city, got on scene, uh, dispatch came over the radio and notified uh, them that they were taking a reported structure fire at uh, Pierce Street with uh, reports of people trapped. So uh, the captain on shift diverted an engine over there and uh, they immediately started mutual aid out of town to come into the fire. Um, our call company chief got on scene and uh, cleared all hands. Uh, so you had fire or uh, smoke showing and reports of multiple people trapped. Um, so at that time, uh, all hands, we have uh, any members on the department can come back for uh, fires and help out. Uh, so that's when I started making my way in, into the city. What, uh, what's this uh, built? Can you uh, paint a picture for this building? What is it? A one story, two story, multifamily? What do we got? Yeah. So it's a one and a half story wood frame. It's a single family. Uh, the stairway to get upstairs was in the rear. Um, what it ended up being was a basement fire that started. And uh, basically, the husband went downstairs to kind of see what was going on. They didn't have any smoke detectors that were working. Um, but they were woken up by it. So the husband went downstairs, see what was going on, uh, became overcome with smoke, couldn't get back upstairs to his wife. So uh, the engine got on scene and uh, they didn't have a real location of uh, where they, where the victims were. So uh, the officer uh, threw a ladder and BS the alpha side second floor. Um, they knew they were kind of on the second floor. So uh, he started doing his search in there. He said he uh, had zero visit first and uh, ended up getting pushed, pushed out a little bit with the heat and visibility. Um, the only engine that was on scene was engine three. I should go back. And they only had two guys on the truck that night. 
So while the officer was BS and the alpha side, the engineer uh, stretched a line and started hitting the fire that was coming out of the basement windows. And that's about when I showed up into this. Uh, the officer was coming down the ladder. I grabbed the pack off engine three and uh, I asked them what they said, what they needed. At that time, they had uh, met up with uh, the victim's husband and uh, he told us that she was in the bedroom on the Charlie side, second floor. So I uh, went around, I grabbed a ladder and a halogen and uh, got it into place. Um, slammed it into the window as the officer got it set up. I masked up and uh, as he hit the sill, I was ready to go up the ladder. Um, got up top, finished taking out the rest of the ladder, swept the floor with my hand and then dove in. I had about, I could see about like one to two feet in front of me. I uh, didn't have any heat at all. I uh, went to the opposite side of the room where I found an open bedroom door and I found the victim laying in bed. Um, she was kind of alert, not really. Um, closed the bedroom door and uh, started making our way towards the window. Um, she was kind of crawling with me where we got about four, five feet away from the window and she kind of went limp. Uh, at that point, we called for a second ladder to the rear. Um, I didn't know that uh, they already had thrown two ladders to the rear. Uh, I got her to the rear. She was she was uh, limp in my arms at that point. So we handed her out to one of the guys that was on the ladder. And then uh, another guy climbed up the ladder and assisted him with bringing her down uh, uh, to where EMS was waiting in the rear of the building. Uh, at that point, finished searching the rest of the room. And uh, once we finished that, another company had uh, came up the interior stairs and met me at the top of the stairwell. What were the conditions when you, um, you guys made entry on that Charlie side window? Uh, I had no heat at all, but uh, visibility was like one to two feet from my face. Uh, and uh, yeah, sorry. <clears throat> There was kind of just like smoke coming out of every corner of the house. Uh, like I said, at the time, I didn't know it was a basement fire. Um, uh, but so I didn't really have an idea where the fire was. It kind of just was coming out of every corner. What um, was it? And so where was the line at when you guys went Charlie's side? Where was the line at? Did it, was it was it on the fire? Was uh, was it still the engineer off engine three um, throwing it from the outside? What do you guys got? Uh, yeah, we didn't have any line stretching, in, uh, on the inside at all. He, the engineer was just kind of hitting it from the outside. Um, so he was doing that on the Bravo side. Yeah. I was, this is an interesting one. I love it. Um, you know, we've had, you know, rescues like this at our department, you know, people always question, it's like, okay, you got a first do it's an engine company. Uh, you have working fire and then, the engine company makes a decision to go, you know, all in for search or search, you know, when there's lines to be stretched as well. Um, <clears throat> it's always interesting to me, like to have those discussions because, uh, you know, some people argue always take a line, but, um, you know, over my handful of years of being a firefighter, like there's, there's typically never an always like, um, 
obviously it is depend on like conditions and what's going on. So, uh, seemed like, I mean, it, it sounds like it went successful for sure. And, uh, you guys are doing the right thing. So I want to know uh, a couple things. Uh, so you guys had no units available in the city on reported structure fire. Um, you know, obviously we hear a lot about people saying, Hey, we have minimum staffing, Well, I'd say you can't get any less than zero. Um, and then I love, I love to hear that your department, you know, um, empowers your officers to be able to tap out on a call and, uh, divert to another priority call. Um, so is two in the window for, you know, starting searches from windows, uh, is that normal for your department or is that something newer? What do you guys got going on there? Uh, I think that's something newer and especially for me. And I think we're just trying to start pushing it in classes up here, especially, um, at this fire, it didn't really, by the time I got to her, uh, the officer was just finishing masking up and starting to climb up the ladder. Uh, so uh, he didn't really have a chance to get uh, into, into the room itself. So it, it seemed like it took a long time, but at, at the end of the day, it was a lot shorter than I thought. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a, it's quick. Uh, searching by on the door. Do you guys search beyond the door? Like, I mean, let's just say you guys enter by window. Do you guys continue your search or do you guys go out the window and go back in another window? How's that? <laughs> Yep. Uh, well, uh, we, what we've been teaching lately is, uh, when the guy goes to the door, does a quick light fire layout, checks conditions to see if we can search past it. Um, in this instant instance, I, uh, since I had the bed next to me with her in it, I just closed the door. I figured I'd get her out first. Um, uh, and then after we got her out, I did a quick search of the room. I went to the door again, and then I was met by another search team. So at that point, they told me they did a primary of the second floor. This was their last room, and uh, I kind of just exited out of the building and uh, met up with command after. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, after you closed that bedroom door, did you, um, <clears throat> did, you, did you see any – I mean, obviously, you said it was low heat. So um, did you see any change – uh, in the conditions for like the, the visibility, did it get, get lift right away? Um, did you get lift off the ground just a few inches? What'd you, what, what happened? Uh, it was actually a pretty big uh, bedroom window on the rear of the building on the Charlie side. So uh, after we took that out, the lift was, uh, was incredible. Uh, it almost, I mean, if you stood up at, at like six, um, um, six feet. So like if I stood up, uh, I would be in the smoke layer, but, I mean, down at the floor level, you could see straight across the room. Yeah, nice. Uh, I also heard that you guys, uh, you were calling for a second ladder, but it was already thrown. Uh, that's another, I mean, there's so many points you have here that I love that we teach, that we, you know, we have in our department, but like we're trying to push across the nation, like um, a second ladder for rescue is uh, make sure our rescues, you know, more than double as easy. Um, tell me about that. Like, is that something new for you guys' department? Were they alike size ladders or were they different angles? Um, what was your experience? Um, yeah, they were alike size ladders. Uh, the guy that actually threw that is uh, somebody that uh, I train with pretty regularly. He's a really squared away dude. And it he was coming up to the scene and I was talking to him after about what his mindset was. And he was like, well, I heard that you guys said uh, you were doing a VS from the rear. So I figured I might as well bring one up with me. So it was like part of his 
the tools that he was bringing up. I think he had a New York hook with him and a ladder with the, uh, with him. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then did that, I mean, I got to guess at that, that uh, I mean, you guys have talked about this within your department. Did that um, get brought up having both the ladders and what that did for you? Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that in our uh, after incident debriefing and it was, it was, like I said, I thought it was pretty huge and uh, gave us the ability to get another uh, member up there to help bring her down. Yeah. There's nothing better than having actually a real rescue with uh, some of these, like, you know, going in by window, having dual ladders, um, uh, really actually probably solidify their culture of search in your department. Uh, what uh, did you follow up with this, the the lady? And uh, if so, what was her like? What what happened with her? Um, so she was discharged two days later from the hospital. With uh, yeah, it was it was pretty sweet. Uh, she would, you know, like I said, she was uh, she kind of went limp in my arms close to the window. So I figured let's just get her out really quick. And uh, she was uh, not really unconscious, but she was. Uh, like I said, just limb couldn't really hold herself up uh, when they put her on the stretcher. And then she was discharged from the local hospital two days after the incident. Yeah. Uh, if you can, le- if you learned one thing from this fire, this rescue, what would it be? What would you share with the uh, firefighters worldwide? Um, that can happen anytime. Like, uh, so I was fortunate enough to be part of a, a rescue uh, about a year and a half ago. Uh, and I thought that, you know, some people say sometimes that this stuff will never happen in your career. And so after that happened, I was like, well, geez, I wonder if, you know, I'm ever going to go to one. Um, but I, I'm fortunate that I work with a bunch of guys that like to keep up on their skills and, uh, be ready. And, uh, you know, a year and a half ago I had one and then this year I got to be part of another one. So, you know, it can happen at any time and just to be ready for it. Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, that's awesome. All right, Adam, uh, thank you for coming onto the show and sharing your stories. If you are on scene of a structure fire with a rescue or assist with a dead or a live civilian, help us capture our wins and specific details that improve our rescue and search across this nation. Fill out one survey per victim at www.firefighterrescuesurvey.com. You can join the Facebook group page, Firefighter Rescue Survey, where hundreds of rescues are being recorded monthly. Uh, If you'd like to share your story on Grab's podcast, you can contact Grant Schwalbe uh, with Residential Primary Search, Making the Grab, or Nick Ledine, or myself, Justin McWilliams. I also run Search Culture's Facebook page. Uh, But if you talk to Adam, I'm pretty flaky. Uh, It probably is going to take you a while. So if you really want to get it recorded in a timely fashion, get a hold of one of the other dudes. All right. Thanks, Adam. All right. Thank you.